Welcome once again to the world's most famous podcast with the guys that you love to hate, Group Chat After Dark. Michael, how are you? We're here. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to talk about some childhood memories. And uh, first, I got I to say something. So, okay. internet, the internet came out against our last podcast about... <laughs> Well, well not our last podcast, our last uh, together podcast. We didn't we didn't make an actual show last month. We had That's to right. to go we to the did. archives. But yeah, the last time we were co-hosting. Yes, we uh, we had some feedback on our on our podcast about Woodstock '99. Apparently, I don't do any research, and I should before I talk about things on the internet. Well, I try to get you to research things. Look, it's it's 2022. All right, I just shittily Google something and then act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's what we do these days. This is what the world's come to. That's why Wikipedia exists. This is hard-hitting content here. It doesn't matter if it's true or accurate. No, it's just my opinion. It's my opinion. So, yes, well, internet, I'm sorry I didn't do any research, nor do I was I able to live the event live because i was nine years old so my favorite part of this whole controversy that you're speaking of is uh we did get a comment uh from somebody we don't know which is highly unusual uh on our youtube the video version of the podcast and you know he he called out hey you got the lineup stuff wrong he pointed out some inaccuracies but then he later comes back and says you know what I, I'm sorry I lashed out. I really enjoyed your <laughs> podcast. I just don't like it when things are out of order. I'm like, I get it. But, I, you know, I had to give it to the guy for coming back and posting again and saying, I'm sorry. I actually really liked this. <laughs> so I was like, that's, that's something. Yeah, and I hope so, he listens to this one. I think we've got a good topic in store. I uh, hope so, too. I appreciate reflective listeners. He he offers intelligent banter. Yeah. And he's a good guy. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. I know it's been eating away at you for months now. It has. It has. So uh, I think it's time that we we talk about the fall. We talk about the different things we have going on. But we don't talk enough about the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. That's a good point. That would be socks. Because our former sponsor, Bombas, wouldn't shell out any money. It's true. To sponsor this fine podcast so uh we we dumped them down the drain and then we scrubbed the sink with a scrub daddy yeah oh man yeah masterful the number one best-selling product in the history of shark tank scrub daddy you can you can get it at any fine retailer just google scrub daddy you know shittily google it for like 30 shittily seconds google. you'll find it and uh you, you won't be dissatisfied you can use it to scrub your body you can use it to scrub your plate. You can even use it to scrub your hair. I don't think I would use it to scrub my body. I feel like it would rip my skin off my body. <laughs> it's exfoliating. It's going to keep least you young. The, I, yeah, but I feel like it would exfoliate like several layers of skin rather than just like that top dead. Just burn, layer. burning. Yeah. It would, it, would, it would exfoliate you down to like muscle, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
uh internet if you find out if you scrub yourself with a scrub daddy in the shower we don't we don't recommend that by the way we're not endorsing it <laughs> but if you happen to do it just let, let, us know. let us know in the comments yeah tell us about but it don't, here. don't add us if you do it and say we told you to do it because we didn't and no picture we don't want to see any pictures i'd kind of like to see a picture <laughs> okay all right well uh, just to see what happens make sure it's family friendly yes yes so, don't go scrubbing your ween or anything like that try it on like your elbow no start, i mean actually don't try it don't try it that's start right. start with your start with a small inconspicuous area yeah test they tell you to test fabrics. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but this check is going it out off the rails scrubdaddy.com backslash gchad uh use the promo code get zero percent off your order uh special fall promo for all of you listeners out there if you log in today you can also get zero percent off scrub mommy so there's that fantastic i have both of those back at my home studio but here i am in this my virtual background is uh a two queen bed suite here in a hilton hotel so uh it's very convincing uh, looks looks really legit actually it does uh, yeah yeah like i'm really here instead of at home i'm really just sitting in my bed i'm eating crackers and getting crumbs all in my sheath <laughs> yes he does like to eat crumbs or eat crackers in the bed I like, eat, I like to eat crackers in the bed you know this is a tangent and it well not even a tangent but just a small sidebar when i was a kid my sister and i had a, a kid's board game called crackers in the bed and it was like i'll have to find a picture and send it to you but it was like a almost a 3d type the you know the the milton bradley box and then there was a fold up of a kid who would put crackers in his mouth and there were like the the quilt had little cracker pieces and i don't remember exactly what the point of the game was but you would shove the uh the crackers into the uh, cabbage patch looking kid's mouth and somehow it was a game i never heard of that one i i couldn't tell you we just i just I don't ever. I don't think I ever really played it. I just shoved crackers through the uh, through the hole in the mouth. But anyway, speaking of childhood uh, games, did you ever have that game that was the alligator with the mouth and you had to the, push the teeth? Crocodile dentist. Yes, I still. It's still at my parents' house. I see it every time I go there. What was the point of that game? I never because so, you would feel the teeth until you felt the one with resistance, and if you push that one, it would. You had to pull the. You had to extract you. the teeth. Yeah. So. Uh, it was, I forget how many top and bottom, but it was on wheels and, uh, it, it had like a tension spring. So you, uh, when you pulled the one, it would set it and the, the, the mouth would close and it would charge at you. Um, so I must have broke it because ours never, ours never moved. Yeah. It just set in one spot. Yeah. So it, uh, I, I don't think I ever actually played that game either other than just, I, you wanted it to bite down on you. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, it was a great game. I got it as a kid for Christmas. Well, speaking of of lizards and uh, yeah, yeah, reptiles, amphibians, we're here to talk about the uh, the new series on Peacock. Um, we've gone heavy on Peacock recently, but uh, Peacock the series is called "I Love You, You Hate Me," uh, and it's about the Barney and Friends uh, adventures, or and Barney and the Backyard Gang. That's that's right. Yes, Blue Barney in the Backyard Gang. <laughs> Um, so spoiler alert internet if you haven't seen it it's it's like it just came out last weekend or some kind of weekend ago so uh turn this off now if you don't want to hear spoilers this we're is we're gonna your... try not to like detail every second of it however i'm sure something 
I think we have some conflicting views here. Something's going to spark a discussion and probably reveal something you don't know about Barney. Um, yeah. So if you if you want to find out for yourself before you you know, by all means, turn this off. But come back. We'd love to have you back. Yeah. Pause it and come back. Uh, you can always listen to segments as you watch the Barney show and kind of have us our our recap oh, after yeah. each for each segment, maybe during the commercials. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sure we won't jump around and do this in random order. <laughs> so let's just let's jump in. So before we jump in, I want to ask you a question because yes. this is something and we have not talked about this before. I uh, obviously we're talking about Barney. I was a little old for Barney when Barney when Barney kind of blew up. I yes. was I was this you had was just like you had just passed the age that yeah, Barney I was, was I was outside guess. of that. So you're a few years younger than me. Were you a Barney kid? Yes, I was very much a Barney kid. So much so that, uh, so internet, I have a, I have a twin. And for one of our young birthday parties, we actually had a birthday cake in the shape of Barney, decorated as Barney, uh, covered in purple and green icing. And uh, in case you aren't aware, purple icing is disgusting. Um, and we had two of them. And my birthday's in the winter. It snowed. No kids could come to the party. So we had Barney cake for like eight months. Yeah. And you had purple tongues for eight yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. And then my parents played a joke on me and also got a Barney cake for my wedding. Uh, so at my oh, rehearsal no dinner, kidding. there was a Barney cake. Yeah. I, how did I miss that? I'm not sure. But yeah, that's, yeah, they, they played a trick on me and brought a Barney cake. Man, I, it kind of sounds familiar, but I have no because another have donuts. Another sidebar: Internet. Uh, Michael and his bride got married approximately two weeks before my bride and I married, so it was a very busy time. It was, and somehow because I was doing photos for your wedding, I was your wedding photographer. Somehow I missed the Barney cake. I don't. I, it kind of sounds familiar, but it was a very busy time, so I, I hate that I I didn't remember that going into this. Yeah, so we were we were big on Barney. We were square in the demographic. I think when Barney premiered, I think two years before I was born. Um, so by the time he was like full fledged, um, we were we were prime in the in the age age bracket. Okay, because that's I figured knowing because you're 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 about five years younger than me. I figured you would probably have more because I again I just didn't I. My whole thing with Barney was I knew it was a thing. I'm sure I've seen parts of it. There were some parts in the documentary, like of the intro. I remember seeing him in the tire swing. I, so I yeah. know I've seen it at some point. I was like, oh, I remember that. But I don't, I didn't know the content. Yeah, so um, it started Barney, uh, like they, they imagined Barney. So he's like, mm -hmm. he's like this doll. And then he comes like to life. Like a stuffed animal. But yeah. yeah. And then uh, I think a couple, they dropped that after a couple of years. And then he would just come out. And it was just Barney hanging out yeah back. he's hanging out in the playground and there yeah. here he comes running the screen yeah. so um i'm not sure why they did away with that it kind of made more sense i didn't remember <laughs> him being a, a non-animated animal um but it made more sense that way so well, and, and the whole theme song is, makes sense to me now that i know he is an imagined mm -hmm. character brought to yeah, life like yeah. frosty because the uh the theme song is kind of set to like yankee doodle for for the Barney show and they, I forget I don't know the words but they yeah they, yeah if you just make about, believe him yeah 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 Barney will will show up uh so what's you you mentioned it you know he premiered a few years you know a small public 
access type uh, cable station in Texas, and they just made tapes to sell. It wasn't even broadcast anywhere. Yeah. But they started doing it in 1988, which is crazy because I had no idea. Because like I say, when Barney was big, uh, it seemed like it just came out of nowhere. PBS had picked it up, and it was just everywhere. And it was something as a kid that, again, I didn't watch it, but I, I know it was a thing, and people mocked it. Kids mocked it. Kids my age, like, oh, you're you're a baby. You probably watch Barney, you know that type yeah. of stuff. They would they would poke fun at it because it was a show for younger kids. And of course, you're like, I don't watch Barney. I'm a, I'm a badass. Um, but again, I just never really got into it. Um, I know I saw it at some point, but I just it was it, I was too old. It didn't appeal. Yeah. to me. Um, it's got a very limited shelf life. Like yeah, if you're yeah. over the age of like three, it's not going to yeah. do it for you. Well, and that's ultimately you know watching this document that's what it was designed to be it wasn't you know because and this is something i didn't realize until a few years ago sesame street has kind of gone through different ages like it was it was for older kids originally and it has gotten progressively younger it it was it was the you know for grade school type kids and older and you know and then it's actually somebody pointed out to me one time with the blow up of elmo mania it got younger and younger. The kind of the the uh, educational part of it got younger and yeah. more preschool than grade school. Uh, yeah. So when Barney was a thing, there wasn't a uh, really programming for preschool age kids. No, and something I didn't know either. And and I was re, uh, when I was watching the um, the documentary here about we sing which was yeah, the, the yeah. video that inspired Bar uh, which the looked terrifying by the way I, I was gonna say that i was like that was for children that was like a yeah. horror movie yeah oh my lord it was awful the the brief clip they showed of it i was like wow i can't believe i, I don't know how this but again different time i guess maybe it wasn't scary for they didn't think it was scary at the time but i looking at it now i'm like that's that looks like it's scarier than like Chucky, like Child's yeah. Play, you know, like that, that whole series. It looks scarier than that to me. It's like animate, like uh, animated uh, mouse people. Um, yeah, because they, you know, I, th I thought it was really weird. puppets the way it was. It was shaping up, and then it's like it, it's a teddy bear that comes to life, and then but it's really a guy <laughs> in a bear suit, but like the face is open. The and face is like makeup. human. Yeah, yeah, and it was it, it was it was bizarre. But uh, yeah, that that was. I'm like, I. It's hard it was, to believe that Barney was born out of this fever dream <laughs> of a tape they found at the video store. Yeah, it was. And then uh, it starts to go into like, how did Barney staff its operations? Basically, people that bought the tape, they just kept buying more copies, and then they're like, "Hey, Hold you want to work? You want to work yeah. at Barney? Yeah. Okay." That uh, was my that was my favorite part was the woman who became their like marketing person. Uh, she her kid rented a few of the tapes or she rented a few of the tapes for her kid and then she calls him up and it's like i want to throw like barney birthday parties and a few days later she was the senior vice president of marketing <laughs> it's like okay come on in yeah um so they started according to this movie and i don't know how true it is because i didn't google this part but uh, great we're gonna get some comments <laughs> according to the movie the barney's popularity was spread through phone blitzing so they yeah. just they just phone they destroyed the phones like a political campaign for barney mm -hmm. and uh it worked yeah is, they, they, like moms that were on board with the tape like they're 
marketing president uh, would just call and say, Hey, we got these state, they call schools, they call daycares, they call, you know, anybody that would buy content for children. And that was how Barney became a television show was just tapes. They, they sold, they made and sold tapes, I guess, kind of, I, and I, they may have covered it and I've forgotten, but uh, it, they would make one and then hopefully get some money to make another and then, and then maybe make three. And then, you know, the, each time they were hoping to sell more to make more tapes. Yeah. Uh, and then, but what's something that was interesting, um, especially given the age of when Barney started, something was pointed out was how diverse the cast of kids were, which I was like, that's pretty actually impressive considering how long ago it was because, you know, now those decisions are made going into, okay, we need diversity. We need representation of all races. When we, when we're making a show late eighties, that wasn't necessarily the case. And so they were I, in Texas. It's not like they were in LA. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I was, I was like, that's actually pretty impressive. Cause again, things I just didn't know not being a Barney kid. And, and I honestly, kids don't notice that type of thing because they're just people to yeah. kids you know kids yeah. don't notice that somebody's skin color is different they're just like oh it's just it's just a person so maybe you know obviously kids have it right uh that's the way it should be but they do have some cool stuff get, yeah and and you wouldn't have known because I, I don't think you watched much barney no. but like they I'm had dick. the girl in there that uh she spoke it's, it's tagalog the yes yes the uh but they also had a girl on the show that would speak spanish from time to time so you got a little exposure to spanish as well kind of like sesame street used to do um so yeah it was it was interesting to see the start uh according to the guy that that was inside the barney suit apparently the first barneys were not blue they just looked blue i don't know why that is is that a camera thing probably a combination of things because they were low budget um and the oh, yeah. if you notice the first Barney, which I call the sexy Barney, he had like a chiseled jawline, <laughs> and like I was like, oh, and he was slimmer. Like you know, when when the Barney that everybody knows, he's he's tubbier and he's all more round faced. Uh, but this uh, this first version of Barney, he was uh, he was a looker, um, but he was like a darker purple, and yeah. I think the probably low quality film or video, whatever they shot it on, it just didn't translate well um you know in person it would look purple but on camera it did not it looked more of kind of a a dark blue um so you know when when pbs picks barney up and they redesign the suit and everything well whenever that was it may not have been before pbs got him but uh he's like kind of a neon purple the like i say the, the purple that everybody knows barney to be uh because that looked better on camera yeah so did you catch the part of how Barney got picked up by PBS? Yeah, the uh the guy's uh kid just uh was was engrossed with it like yeah, so many other kids. Yeah. yeah, some executive and he picked it up. He's yeah. like, We're ordering Barney, and that's when Barney took off. Yeah, he called and th- and that's kind of the the thread throughout this whole thing is how fast Barney went from an idea to a literally a global phenomenon. Uh, and like I said, that's my memory of it. It's just all of a sudden Barney was a thing. It yeah. wasn't a thing. And then it was, um, so it, that's, that, that was just kind of the common thread. This woman wanted content for her kid, her two-year-old son. Uh, so that's what they made. And, and Barney was 
just burst into the world like a gunshot. Like, I mean, it, it, it came out that fast and became something that quickly. So. so they originally had screen actors for Barney. And it was weird because they kept jumping back between the body of Barney and the voice of Barney. But I guess he, so he had voice actors. Like mm-hmm. one guy did it for like 12 years, which is wild. Yeah. I don't know how you do the same voice for 12 years. Uh, um, people have done it longer. True. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they eventually got to the point where they did a stage show mm-hmm. in, in Dallas there. I think it was in Dallas. Yeah, somewhere I think in so. Texas. And that, that actually seemed pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the original guy, the original suit actor had to quit right before the stage show. Yeah, he joined the, the army. Yeah, yeah, that guy, the guy that became the, quote, permanent, you know, Barney for the longest stretch. He, I think his, it's at least, sorry, don't at me on YouTube. It seemed like his first gig was that stage show. Yeah, he had uh, done, he did like weird 90s stuff, like live, like live mannequin miming stuff as well. Yeah. No, the mime was the uh oh the other guy the the first guy yeah he was a mime uh second that's how he auditioned was, the second guy was a live mannequin which i don't understand yeah. but he did all kinds of acting and weird yeah. stuff yeah yeah body body performance art and stuff mm-hmm. like that um and tantric sex <laughs> yeah well yeah i have a, i have thoughts about about this so well and and before you give your thoughts i just want to say I keep seeing articles about how the guy that used to be Barney is now a tantric sex expert, but it seemed pretty clear to me in the documentary that he has always been into Tantra, but even back then. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he he signed an NDA. Yeah. He had to basically say, I couldn't do, I couldn't do both. You know, I couldn't do the, any of the tantric stuff while I was Barney. I don't know mm-hmm. if that meant while he was in the suit or <laughs> during his time as Barney, he was not allowed to, to teach classes or, you know, to take on Be public about it. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that was it, but, but yeah. that's because I, I just saw an article. It's from six days ago that said he is now a tantric sex expert, but it, it seems to me that he's been that for a very long time. Yeah, I think he went to college for it. So it was I, like, yeah. yeah um, or it's whatever definitely those... not something that just happened like yeah. right before this documentary. So, yeah, so that was, uh, and uh, he, he kind of brought the whole like crazy mm-hmm. movement, Barney, like wild arms and stuff to the, to the light, yeah. the kicks um, and the spins and the, yeah, like the stuff that he was, cause they, I, they even tell you that the suit weighed like 60 pounds, which is crazy. Uh, which, well, it makes sense because you look at it and it's, I mean, you sh- it, I'm sure it's just a lot of foam in there, foam rubber, uh, to hold the shape. So it's a huge suit it, it would be pretty hefty so we got to talk we got to talk about my big beef with barney here okay what is up with his teeth man well he had to he be has, a friendly dinosaur he has straight teeth and they're pearly yeah. white yeah he's eating meat he eats nothing else no, but meat no he eats love michael love is what sustains him well he's eating a lot of it because he's fat <laughs> he is fat like i say if you look at <laughs> first barney and the 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 longest version of Barney, the the I guess current Barney, he 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 put on some weight, but the the sexy Barney was. Whew, I'm getting so. I, I do, I do not here. like I do not like <laughs> Barney's teeth. They look like dentures. All right. Yeah. 
So okay. well, I agree because yeah, there's there's no segmenting. It's just it looks like he has two teeth that you know one one on the top jaw and it's just really long and goes the length of his mouth and one on the bottom the same. Yeah, so that's, that's always been my big beef with Barney. So talk to me about because this the documentary did not really go into this, and I was kind of, I guess, hoping to get more of an explanation. Uh, because I, again, I did not watch it, but in your background there, you got Barney and yes. you got the two dinosaurs flanking him there. Is DD and DJ. Of, yes. One of them was baby bop, right? Uh, I remember baby bop being like, everybody hated baby bop. Or am baby, I getting my, I think you might be confusing them with somebody else. I think that's DD and, and the other one's name is TJ. I'm Googling. I'm doing some shitty Googling because I swear one of them was Baby Bob. But I don't know which one was which. That's what I was going to ask you. Oh, not TJ. BJ. I'm sorry. BJ the B. Oh, you're right. It is Baby Bob. Why do I think her name was Dee Dee? I don't know. Yeah, Baby Bob is the green one according to this. Ah, yes. BB. Baby Bob. Ah, that's what. See, See, I can remember things from when I was four. Sure. I, I just remember... I don't think Baby Bop was part of the show initially, and they added right. her. And I just I remember the outcry of people hating Baby Bop, but they don't really talk about that at all in the documentary. I think no, they even they even interview. I think I believe her to be the voice yes. actor for Baby Bop, but very very briefly, like they just kind of barely touch on her, and it's kind of like in a trailer sense where they just cut to her real quick, and she says something witty and then you don't really see her again until like the second episode and they still don't really use any of her interview so i don't know why anyway. i wonder if it was just a bad interview i don't know could be or they just didn't touch I, I don't know it's there's a lot of decisions with this documentary that i feel like were not choices i would have made as a oh producer wow of this but um, I'm, re- I'm reading this apparently bj who's the yellow dinosaur there uh, stands for Barney Jr. Oh, so, so Barney was... I'm thinking these are Barney's children? Well, that's when I googled uh, Baby Bop, it said, is Baby Bop Barney's daughter? But uh, I didn't click it because I don't want a lot of ads about babies. Yeah. Uh, well, I clicked on the website that said this. Oh, great. Not a good website. Got all your financials. No, I, I don't recommend, don't go to that website. It was the first <laughs> thing suggested by Google. Um, but yeah. Um, so he, oh, BJ is seven years old. I didn't know that. There you go. How old's Barney? I don't know. 45, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Would you be dancing around like that if you were 45? Hell yeah, if I could. Let's see. I'm on the Barney fandom wiki. Oh boy, that's you're getting in a rabbit hole now. So basically, if you don't know, if you're like me and you're an ignorant when it comes to the Barney, Barney just loved everything. And everything about Barney was good. Everything everything Barney did was a positive spin. He never really taught you how to deal with being pissed off. Uh he was just, you know, just be happy and love. And, and and love everybody, and that was kind of his shtick, uh, which in turn is why everybody hated him. Yeah, and it's funny that we did uh, an episode on Fred Durst, 
not that long ago. So I feel like the hatred for Barney really peaked at the same time as Fred Durst's career. Like people were just pissed off at the world. And they needed- wouldn't it be some shit if Fred Durst used to be a Barney kid? Right. I, maybe he yeah. was. I don't know. No, nah, I don't think so. Um, but I also learned from this website that is questionable uh, that from 1996 to 1998, guess who the number one ranked children's artist was on Billboard's charts? I mean, I guess, I would have to guess Barney. It was Barney. It was yeah. indeed Barney, um, which is wild, I think. Could you... He, he was also named you, one of the 25 most intriguing people of 1992. Intriguing is a great word because I'm intrigued to see if you will do me a kindness. <laughs> and would you... There was a song Barney used to sing at the end of every show. I will not sing the song. You will not sing the song? No. Okay. That I song is, a Barney cake at my wedding. I'm that song sucks. It, it doesn't matter if it sucks. I just don't... I only know the opening words. I don't know the whole song. I actually don't know that I know the whole song. Either. Okay, would you would you at least just spoken word give me the lyrics that you remember to the song? It is, I love you, you love me. And then the only... I only remember the dirty version. What was the dirty version? You don't know the dirty version? This I don't song? think so. I mean, it might you might trigger some memory that I've lost. I hate you. You hate me. Let's hang Barney from a tree. Oh my god! <laughs> you didn't know that's, that. not, <laughs> that's not the dirty version. That's sick. <laughs> Which is actually the perfect segue into probably the most intriguing part of the documentary for me, because again, like I said earlier, I didn't. I just knew people mocked it because it was a show for babies. I did not know because I was young enough to be shielded from this, I guess, about the Barney bashing. Yeah. Which apparently was just as popular as Barney. <laughs> and what was the deal with that dude that started like the We Hate Barney? I, I have a whole section of notes dedicated to him. I don't want to get there yet. That's I, a weird I just guy. Want, I want to introduce the uh, the the idea of the hatred of Barney. Yeah, so people uh, used to get together and just like beat the shit out of Barney stuffed animals. Like that was the thing that they did. Yeah. They enjoyed so it. All the Barney memorabilia, which uh, my wife and I actually watched the first episode of this together. Um, and she was, and she's, you know, my age. She missed that. The you know, she remembers it being a thing. Same kind of memories as me. She did not recall any of this, but. <laughs> She had a great point. I think it was a college in Nebraska yeah. that hosted this Barney bashing event, and there was all this news footage of it. Um, she brought up a really great point because they've got all these Barney dolls and like plaster things and like all this this Barney merchandise. And she's like, you know, they think they're really making a statement, but they they had to buy all that stuff, so they just really just were contributing to Barney mania. I was like, I mean, you're right. Yeah, it was all official merchandise, so. The money they got for, or the money they used to destroy that stuff, just went right back to funding Barney. Yeah, they just lined so, Barney's pockets, basically. But yeah, that was their uh, their their shtick was just, and it started like it. At least this is how it was perceived in the documentary. It started with smashing merchandise, and there's a lot of kind of twisted videos, like to your point of let's hang Barney from a tree, which bothers me. Um, but like videos of people shooting barney dolls in the head you know like tying up there were lots of 
video lighting, lighting him burning, on fire being yeah. burned there was one of him being crucified and burned and it's like man this is some sick shit that i just i didn't know i i did not know well, that was a thing I, so so you're you're very familiar with young children's television today yes i imagine somebody that had to sit through like 16 hours straight of barney probably came to loathe it pretty badly maybe but there were the reports same, they used it as torture devices for terrorists. Th- there's reports of that, but I mean, I mean, I don't. That sounds urban legendish to me. Yeah, but, I think so too. Uh, so, to your point, yeah. Right now, I watch the shows my kid watch. My kids watch. We watch them together uh, because well, it's just what you do. I don't think that was the case then. It was especially uh-huh. if you're getting a tape. You're putting the tape in and you're going to do whatever the hell else you want to do because that's the babysitter for however long. And if the kid wants to watch it again, great. Rewind, play, because the kid's going to be occupied. Yeah. So I don't and – I, and I guess maybe even in the background, kind of the earworm of, God, I hate that song. You know, like that drove people nuts. But to your point about this gentleman, because like I say, I, I made specific notes about him and he because it really bothered me. Yeah, um, it's it's very strange. I, I did not guy, care for that guy. He 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 starts to he sits down, starts telling you a story. I'm like, okay, he's got something to do with something. No, he was a parent of a kid who loved Barney, and they they get the kid Barney tapes and let the kid watch Barney as much as she wants. So then this guy he goes he travels for work, and he comes home, and he's expecting his daughter to rush up to him and. And give him a hero's welcome because daddy's home from his business trip. But no, she's watching Barney and she that's what she wants to do. So he gets pissed off <laughs> and starts the I hate Barney Secret Society newsletter and just and and then is thrilled, goes on talk shows and everything to promote his hatred of Barney and 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 promoting, you know, basically saying that kids that watch too much of Barney are Barney addicts and all this. All because he didn't get the attention he wanted when he got home from work. Yep. And I'm like, fuck that guy. Because, yeah, I'm sorry, your kid's going to be engrossed in something. That's made for kids. That's made for kids. And you bought the tapes and let her watch them. Mm -hmm. Sorry that she didn't stop what she was doing. and come. Kids don't, they're they're not going to do that. Yeah. You know, if I'm on business right now, if I go home tomorrow, and my kids don't rush up and tell me how much they love me and miss me. I'm not gonna target my rage at whatever has taken their the cocoa melon, yeah. bluey. I'm not gonna go start a bluey hate group because number one, I'm not a self-centered prick. <laughs> but number two, I'm glad my kids are enjoying something, and and it, and it makes me feel less guilty for having to be away from for work. Because they they're not just sitting around waiting on me to come home, you know. Like, right. so it yeah. just did not. And and my wife and I felt the same way about this guy. Like, fuck that guy. That that is shitty to do because you didn't get the hero's welcome you thought you deserved. That guy that guy really pissed me off. I was glad he was not there for very long. Yeah. It, it, well, and then I don't know if you caught it, as I know you said you didn't watch the second part, but he does come back. Oh God. And they attempt to, in a very and I don't, this is going to sound bad because it's going to make me sound like I'm an asshole. He comes back and reveals 
that he struggled with alcoholism and he was an alcoholic during this. Uh, and he, I forget exactly his quote, but he says, I thank Barney for what, because I was, it, it, what it exposed in me. And to me, it was sort of a, just a little bit of a desperate attempt to quote, humanize the guy and make you feel sort of empathetic for him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Alcoholism is a disease and it's a terrible thing and it's not something, but did it make him do this? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like a, a, a scapegoat for him to be oh well you can't be mad at that guy because he's an alcoholic and he's been sober for a long time now cool i'm 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 glad for him but he's still a prick for trying to take down the thing that his kid enjoyed yeah, because that, it, it took attention away from him that was just weird it was yeah it was I, weird i didn't like i, care I for was it. not happy about that uh and then it, they... I, honestly i was kind of in the middle barney wise but when this this is revealed in the documentary, I my scales tipped in Barney's favor. I'm like, Barney's just teaching you how to love, man. He just wants you to love things and, and be happy. So I was like, I I think I'm becoming a Barney fan as a as a middle aged man. I'm I'm now a fan of Barney just because I hate that guy. Well, and they had somebody on there too, and they and they said something to the effect of like children ages two to three, which is, is absolutely true. It's part of your developmental life cycle. They like to watch the same things over and over and over it's, because it's, it's familiar comforting. and comforting. It's safe. Yeah, exactly. They and they need that. The repetition that, is huge. That's really what Barney did yeah. for a lot of you, kids. You're an uncle. You've been around nieces. What's the first thing a niece says to you when you, you know, and maybe they're a little older now, but you pick her up over your head. Again, and you yeah, put her again, down again. again yeah, because yeah. repetition is that they want that feeling again. They want whatever it is. If you say a funny if you sing a funny song again, again, kids love that. That's so why, that's why if you ever tell a kid a joke, that's funny, they're going to say it for like yes. 17 more times. And then you're going to hate the joke. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's repetition is, and that's just part of being a kid. Yeah. To your point, it's part of their development. Repetition yep. is familiar. Repetition is safe. That's what they need. So yeah. If, if you, I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, so I, I just don't. I don't understand why the world turned on Barney. Like a segment of the population turned on Barney so quickly. Like, why? Why they hated him so much? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess because they needed something to hate. There's plenty of theories about it. You know, the the angst of the '90s. Uh, it was that was not the society at the time. It was the whatever you know slacker attitude. Um, but I something that I was not expecting to get out of this documentary was to love Steve from Blue's Clues even more than I already did yeah. <laughs> because he is featured in it as a talking head. Obviously he's got a lot in common with uh, Barney. You know, I don't think he was as universally hated, but there were rumors that he had killed himself and, you know, all these things because people can't let something wholesome just be something wholesome. And he even pointed out, you know, you watch Sesame Street. That was what he grew up with. He loved Grover. He's And he even says, there's something broken about Grover. He's not mm-hmm. perfect. He's not, yeah. there's something, there's like a dark, and he says that about Bert of Bert and Ernie too. He's like, there's something broken there. There wasn't anything broken about Barney, which hence maybe 
that's why maybe people got know, jealous and yeah there broken, you have that guy broken yeah. characters don't get the hate because they're like well they're a little bit more relatable barney's not relatable because it's not realistic to be that happy about everything and to be that loving and understanding and just you know joyful so they had to bring it down and that's Fair. it well and that, that that's that's the opinion they put out there that you know the the theory anyway so but again Steve from Blues Clues is my jam. And I was not, I was way too old for Blues Clues when it became a thing. But I remember my kid sister was huge into it. As an adult now watching my kid, my kids like to watch Blues Clues, you know, and it's not, not the new version. They like to watch Steve's version of Blues Clues. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's kind of magical to watch the way he was with just, I'm just looking through the screen and talking to these kids. And it's like, Man, you're you're good at this, and he still is. Because did you catch yeah. in the second part? He he turns and yeah. speaks to a different camera to talk to you, and I kind of melted inside. I was like, oh, he's talking to me now. Like I, I got sucked into it even more. Yeah, because that's how good he is at that. And he, that was that was not how the show was originally written. I I either watched a short film or something about Blues Clues, how it came to be. Uh, and this guy was not he was not a professional actor. You're no. just a guy that they found yeah. and he like was a skater like a guy. Yeah. And he was like filling in and he broke the fourth wall and spoke directly to the camera. Well, that's, and, they said that, yeah. that, cause I, I think we watched the same. It was like on uh, been, Hulu yeah. or something. Yeah. And, um, they, they were talking about, they, they really liked him, but he was like a skater. He had long hair. He didn't dress. And they were like, could you really kind of nerd it up a little? Because they, they said there was something about the way when he did look in the camera and when he did speak, there was just this magic of that's what we want. And nobody ever, everybody else was good, but they didn't have that. And so his version of nerding it up was putting on that striped green shirt and coming in and khakis cutting his hair. And then what do you know? That's he's, he's the guy forever. But anyway, that we're getting off on the tangent well, because I love Steve. I will Steve. say if you haven't seen Steve's, uh, Steve's love letter to millennials that he put oh. on Twitter like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, definitely go check it out. It's yes. pretty great. I will put that in the show notes because that, it, yeah, yeah, that is great. And he's not dead or a priest or gay or, no. you know, like whatever the, all the rumors He quit Blue's Clues because he lost, he was losing his hair. That's losing his quit. hair. He didn't want to, he did not want to go bald as a children's television host. Yeah. And so. I get that. I, I respect that. So uh, there you as go. somebody who's, you know, uh, so, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Barney just to the point of people attacking people. Like it's not just bar- bashing merchandise; it's people beating up people dressed as Barney. Yeah, uh, it's like wow, this this got bad. Um, yeah, so. and so the documentary does a pretty good job of talking through like Barney's big peak, right, um, and his popularity and stuff. And then it starts going in some weird tangents. There's yeah. a whole segment with the San Diego chicken. I was going to bring the up the fucking chicken, yeah. chicken is talking, and it's like. This is so stupid. Which at first, yeah, and what he means by the chicken talking is they interview the San Diego chicken as they do the other humans interviewees for the documentary, <laughs> the other talking heads. He's actually sitting out, I guess, by his pool in the San Diego chicken outfit, and the mouth is kind of moving, and he's doing it in character as the San Diego chicken, which at first I'm like, eh. And then I kind of came around to it, and then it kept going. And I was like, okay, we need to just knock this off. Yeah. Because the the great part about that is the San Diego Chicken incorporated Barney into his 
you know, his shtick at the ballpark. He did, yeah. And they sued or attempted to. Because that was what I I gathered from the – I think maybe they actually did go to court. But it sounded like their legal team was kind of – they didn't really – do much they uh yeah. the barney's legal team would kind of they sent out a lot of cease and desist but they wouldn't actually yeah because you also anything. had the dungeon lord or whatever doing the role playing another game guy thing. i didn't care for yeah, yeah. I, I i think the whole second part of the documentary was pretty much trash yeah. I, I wouldn't have released it if it were me being the director it felt like and we talked about this a little before i to me it felt like you could have taken the little bit of interesting information from the second part of the documentary and smushed it in with the first one and made one hour and a half documentary as opposed to two almost hours and it also seemed like this was edited for broadcast tv to me yeah because there would be build up build up build up drama cut to black and then you'd start to build again like a lot of stuff on peacock is like that i think it's just stuff that nbc has in the vault or whatever yeah maybe they they, they didn't want to air it yeah because it definitely seemed like it was edited for broadcast tv for me Um, well and then so we got to talk about the the uh, formatting. So there was different segments of the documentary where they would do like the VCR grain in there. Yes, that drove me nuts. That really? was awful. Yeah, it looked terrible and also was not really needed. I don't I didn't think. Mind it. Yeah, um, but I thought that was stupid. And then they tried to tie. There's a whole circumstance around the creator of Barney's son. Uh, yes, and he actually get he does commit a or. I guess he pled it down to voluntary manslaughter or something like that. He commits a murder. Uh, it's not related to Barney at all. I don't really know why they included it. In did the he show. murder the guy or did yeah. he just? Oh, well, he tried to. The guy survived. Uh, sh- it was aggravated assault or assault with yeah. a deadly weapon. I don't think he actually yeah. killed the guy though. Yeah, attempted murder. I believe yeah. is the charge he had. But yeah. um, I don't know why they included that part. That didn't seem relevant at all to me. I was that was the hook that got me because I yeah. you know they I they don't. The, I thought the son killed the mom. I was like, oh, geez. I wonder, there was something because, you know, they interviewed the babysitter and she's like, no, I, I don't, I, I thought he was a, a perfectly fine little boy. And then they cut to like a two months later interview with her. And she's like, I just don't feel like my conscience was weighing on me. I didn't represent myself. And I, I, I just, I don't think I, I was honest enough. And then they cut and she's like, so the, the, the producer says there's more to say about her son. And she goes, oh, yeah. And then they cut, and I'm like, well, some dark shit went on here, and I got to know what it is. Yeah. Which it turns out it's not really that bad. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't... Because of Barney. Well, I guess you could argue that it was... Because the, the ultimate argument came down to he was he smoked a lot of dope to cope with all the things that came became of his life as a result of Barney, which amped up his anxiety which amped up his paranoia which amped up and and to the point where he shoots his neighbor because he thought he was trespassing but you know like so i guess indirectly or maybe directly you know but it it did the first part of the documentary i felt like did really great kind of tapping into the family and what it did to them and then the second part was just about that and then i don't know it takes some left turns yeah. Uh, we talked about, you know, all of a sudden we're talking politics and, and what's going on today, trying to liken it to Barney. And I feel like that was filler content that didn't really need to be there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it, if you have to watch, I would say watch the first episode and then yes. just Google what happened with Spoiler the Spoiler alert, the, the, the son of the creator 
uh, gets charged with attempted murder and then he gets his sentence commuted by the governor of California. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. Um, and they try and we to just saved it. you about 30 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. To the bottom of that. Yeah. So. And the, uh, and the guy that's inside the Barney suit of Barney is a, is a tantric sex master. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, he did a good job as Barney. So he did a great job as Barney, which that's why they, they were like, he had such a great heart and was so good at, we couldn't not have him be Barney. But the best line of the whole documentary was they're talking to him about his practice. And, uh, he says, so, but ultimately you have sex with these women, right? You know, in your, your tantric sex healing or whatever, ultimately you have sex with these women. That's, that's the, and he goes, well, no, not everybody pays for a full session, which is what you would perceive as sex. And I'm like, oh, what we would perceive, but you don't. So you're not, and that's, I'm like, okay, so yeah, you're just a gigolo. But anyway, I just thought that was a great line. Is what you would perceive as sex. I enjoyed it when they panned to somebody and they're like, "Is David something or other in this in this movie?" That's apparently what everybody asked when they said they're doing this. They're like, "Is he is he a part of this?" <laughs> like, why would people not want to be a part of this if you were? So it's it's a, it's a fascinating watch. I think so at least the first episode. I, I was going to really say overall, what's your take? What what would you recommend? To the I, I I loved the first episode. I was hooked again, not knowing much about Barney. Um, all the things we've talked about here, I learned because of this documentary. I thought it was really well done. The editing, the the storytelling. Maybe just read a synopsis of the second episode because it's another hour, and you just again. I think there's maybe twenty twenty five minutes of good stuff in there that makes sense in the context of this story which is actually uh, to be honest with you internet that's where i turned it off actually yeah yeah uh, michael did not make it through because he just couldn't handle the second one and i get it i, I understand it just, it just was it seemed like it was going random so i was like screw this but um i i think it's good i think i think everybody would get a kick out of it uh it's, it's really good if you were part of like the barney generation mm-hmm. remember barney yeah. and stuff um there's a lot of random <laughs> I was just doing a quick read of some random trivia on Barney. There's a lot of random things that I didn't remember going on, which is pretty interesting that like Barney originally lived with two of the kids in the show and they kept him a secret from the parents and then eventually the parents they just wrote it into like oh the parents are okay with Barney. Mm-hmm. They don't have to keep him a secret anymore. Yeah. Um so it's, well, that's, it's interesting. And I don't know if this is the same type of thing but um uh, if you were a Sesame Street fan, the character of Snuffleupagus oh, that's right. was, was the imaginary friend of Big Bird. That was how it was originally. Only we could see him. Yeah, everybody else yeah, could yeah. see him. The yeah. grown-ups, nobody else could. It was only in Big Bird's mind. And, it, you know, the, the shtick was, oh, Snuffy's right here. And they're like, Big Bird, this, Snuffy's not real. That was kind of how it went. And then somebody in that camp was like, maybe we shouldn't do this because we don't want kids to not be believed, you know, it, like we don't want to teach that. Basically we, we don't want it to seem like big birds, a liar or, you know, or we don't want somebody to, you know, if something happens and a kid says, Hey, this happened. And they're like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you should take this. So then suddenly the big reveal of snuffy, uh, he's, he's actually a thing. And people are like, Oh, big bird, you were right. You know? Uh, so 
maybe that was similar thing with Barney. They're like, oh, maybe this isn't good to, you know, yeah, keeping probably, secrets yeah, and that type right. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and anyway. that explains why he no longer magically became animated. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, there was that, uh, I think in the second part, there was like a, a religious group that said that uh, Bar- the Barney taught kids to use spells to conjure up evil. <laughs> because yes. Barney was Barney was some sort of demon because they had to use an incantation to get him to lie. Yeah, the documentary didn't really touch on this, and I don't know. I may be completely making this up, but for a time, Barney's color changed. He was no longer purple. He was like reddish for a while, mm-hmm. um, and I think that hit at the same time when everybody said the Teletubbies were uh, gay, um, and so they associated Barney as gay because he's purple. Oh. Um, and huh. I think I don't think that lasted very long. That was after the uh, big takeover of the original yeah. folks. So that's probably why they didn't cover it in much detail. But um, yeah, they ch- I I distinctly remember because I have a younger sister. She was watching Barney um, towards the end of his run there, and he changed colors. I'm huh. pretty sure. Okay, I mean, like they said that when, that was when the, the late nineties gay when the corporate thing, took and, over. Yeah. And the corporations took over and had to change a lot of things. They changed the voice, you know, because everybody else left. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's entirely possible. I, d- I don't know because, again, and to that point, I do think this documentary was well done, but it does seem to kind of jump around a lot. It does, yeah. And there's, like I say, they, they don't talk about the characters. They don't talk about, like, they talk to some of the, the kids that are now adult. You know, they were the kids on Barney. They talk to them, but they still kind of skip around. So, it's not a whole, you know, uh, in in depth story of Barney. It's, but I think there's a lot to tell uh, that that does get gleamed over or just kind of skipped. So there's that. I still think it was it was well done, but the story could have been told better. I think they because they just seem to be skipping around. So yeah, I think I think it probably started out with a great design and then they couldn't get some people to participate and that kind of screwed them. Could but be. but yeah. Um overall I'd, I'd definitely give it a watch if you're if you like documentaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's a good one. It's pretty easy to watch. It it gets moves moves through pretty good. So I can't I'd believe it. it. I knew I was going to forget to mention this. And this has nothing to do with Barney, really, but it has so much to do with why I wanted to watch this documentary in the first place. Do you remember a film in the early 2000s called Death to Smoochie? Yes. It is. It starred Robin Williams and Edward Norton. Yeah, they're writers for the Smoochie show, yeah. Well, no, no. Uh, Robin Williams is, and I, I just watched the trailer again because I, I feel like I saw this when I was younger, but I don't, I don't remember much of it. But uh, Robin Williams is like a kid show host who has to retire in disgrace. I don't remember why, but he was, you know, up here, a Mister Rogers type, beloved. Something happens, he falls from grace. Edward Norton is now a purple rhinoceros who becomes the new guy and Robin Williams attempt to murder him to get back into. So that's the, the kind of the premise of the film, uh, which of course I, and the whole reason I wanted to watch this was because that film triggered my fascination with kind of the seedy underbelly of kids show hosts, right. the real people behind them. Uh, like as when I was a kid loved Pee Wee Herman, 
Pee Wee yeah. Herman was the was the man. I watched Pee Wee Herman every Saturday morning. Total every chance it was on, and all of a sudden, Pee Wee's gone, and nobody's telling me why. Total you know, because I, I, yeah, well, he, he was cranking down, at, you know, got caught. Uh, which I was just talking to somebody that it might not be that big of a deal these days, but in the in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties, huge deal. And so Pee Wee is no longer a thing, and he just disappears. So that like that's kind of fascinating to me i'm like wow that's you know you think of these these people as perfect and and wholesome and all that and they're still people which are flawed well, uh, so- internet i want i want you to to in the modern times go look up blippy and look at what <laughs> blippy did before he was a child's host i thought i gotta say i thought you made that up when you were telling me about it and uh i googled it and i was like oh this really happened uh nice. yeah so Blippy, yeah, Blippy, Blippy is is becoming quite the guy, and uh, yeah, he's got some disgusting things in his past. He does. But anyway, the death of Smoochie thing. I'll put the trailer in the show notes. I'm gonna watch the film again because I I need to see it as an adult, and that's that was kind of the. I, honestly, I looked up Barney earlier this year because something made me think of it months and months back, and I was like, wonder what how this got started, how this. And so when this trailer, when this documentary was dropping, I was like, that's so cool. I was just kind of reading about some of this. And it immediately made me think Death to Smoochie because of the the controversies and all that stuff. And the, just kind of the wild behind the scenes lives of kids show hosts and the, the things that go on there. So uh, anyway, that's apparently it was a huge flop commercially. Uh, yeah, it was part of the Robin Williams like semi dramatic turn that he did there for a couple of years, where he did a few movies. He's like that. definitely the villain of this film, and yeah. it it uh, apparently just did not do. It was a huge flop, and uh, but it's one of those that I think has kind of cult status now. People really like it. They're like, it's a fantastic movie. It just didn't get people forget about it. Uh, so anyway, I'll put that in the show notes and some other trailers and things. And uh, but I feel like. We've pretty much we we have bashed Barney enough. We have for one show, and and you know people people made fun of Barney because he's fictional, but you know another fictional character that they would never make fun of. Hmm. I, I don't know. Well, we're coming up on his two year anniversary, but I'm David Pumpkins. <sighs> Any questions? And there you have it, David Pumpkins. And he's gone, just like always. He's very good at that. He's so good at just tying these things together. It's like he's a pro or something. Anyway, we want to thank you for joining us here on Group Chat After Dark once again. It was great to be back in the saddle with Magnum, whatever his name is, Smoochie, Barney, BB, Baby. Uh, Anyway, thank you for joining us. We love having you here. I'm sure we got some of this stuff wrong. Just roll with it. You know, we're not journalists. We're just two guys that like to talk to each other in group chat. Um, Speaking of, you should go to our website and buy our shit. We have a lot of it. And it's not good, but you'll be supporting us. Go to RadThatDonkeyProductions.com, DukeHouston.com, ToddSucks.com, GroupChatAfterDark.com. I don't know. There's probably more I'm forgetting. Go buy some stuff. Go watch some short films. Go see some terrible content we've made that's not this. Just, Just go enjoy yourselves and engross yourselves and everything that is group chat after dark.